Welcome back to the Starfighter Podcast. It is Friday. Glad it's the weekend. We are here to break down episode three of The Bad Batch. And to help me steer the ship, we've got Ethan and we've got our special guest, Ryan Phillips, for the first time. How are you guys doing? Yeah, doing good. Doing amazing, dude. That's awesome. Ethan's here. He's out here with a brand new mic. So that's awesome. Ryan, thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah, man. Good to be here. Yeah, good to have you. And so before we get started with our breakdown, for our viewers here on the channel, continue to support us. Leave us a like. Leave us a comment. We want to know your thoughts. If we missed anything, let us know and let us know how you enjoyed this episode. Also, if you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button for us. And of course, you can also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a good review over there. We'd appreciate that as well. Well, all right, guys. Let's uh let's get into it. To start out, Ryan, I'd like to, you know, hear how you're enjoying the series so far with Bad Batch. Yeah, I'm liking it. Um, you know, I'm I just have a lot of uh just the basic Star Wars knowledge off the main main movies and stuff. I haven't got into the lore and the and the back history of a lot of it. So, you know, I don't have a lot of experience with that. Um but yeah, I, a chance to get watch the uh part of season seven. Uh, the Clone Wars, kind of get a little bit of back history from the Bad Batch, and then the last couple episodes have been great. So uh, I'm really liking the new the new series and looking forward to where they take the storyline and and advance the characters. Awesome, very cool, very cool. I think you had told me also that you um you'd watch a little bit of season seven Clone Wars, right? Yeah, I watched like the first four or five episodes, which kind of centered around the Bad Batch and and their back history. Um, and how they became the group. Um, so got a little bit of back history from that and learning that kind of flowed into the new new series. Why don't we give our initial thoughts on the episode before we go into our breakdown? Um, Ethan, let's hear from you. Um, again, it's kind of a kind of a slower one. Um, nothing nothing too crazy going on, but um, definitely some really cool scenes here that I enjoyed a lot and. We got to see Crosshair more this episode um, compared to last episode where we didn't see him at all. So um, it's kind of good to see both sides of everything going on. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was a really good episode. And again, just kind of building on these characters more and uh, giving us a sense for how it's going to go. Yeah, definitely. How do you like it, Ryan? I liked it. I did think it was a little bit of a filler episode, but I think that they kind of are setting up a handful of things uh, over overarching story that is going to be brought up in a handful of episodes. Um, so a little bit of a filler, but I think it's setting up for some 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 good stuff. Yeah, I really liked it. I think kind of like what you were saying, Ryan. There's there's definitely I can see those elements, you know, of a filler episode. But at the same time, um, we're not going without like big plot points or story points to where it's going to drive us forward and and really connect to the overall saga like uh, especially towards the end of this episode i think we get like a pretty cool reveal or a hint at something uh something big to come our way there's still definitely um really important things to take away yeah for sure 
why don't we uh, get right into our breakdown then? So it was a pretty slow start. You know, Omega, she's kind of coming into, you know, her own and, and being a part of the crew. And, you know, they're all kind of talking about how they can make her comfortable. And they're all kind of trying to adjust to the dynamics that are going on in the small ship that they have. And so they're rationing out food. Um, then the, the ship malfunctions and they end up crash landing. And so this is when Wrecker ends up like hitting his head pretty hard. And they hint at, at something is really going on with Wrecker. Like um, I think it's probably safe to say that maybe his chip is, is starting to come into play here. And I think they're hinting at him possibly starting to turn and kind of like go into order 66 mode, that sort of thing. So I'll hear from you guys on that in just a minute, but um, they look for supplies and they start to reminisce when they see crosshairs uh, weapons kit. And so then, you know, they talk about how it's not really, him it's not it's not the real crosshair it's the chip that's doing all the all these things and making mac this way and so i want to get your guys thoughts on this opening and you know do we think that crosshair is going to come back later on and and get redemption for the things that he's done let's hear from ryan um yeah i think so uh i really appreciated like how Hunter was treating her in the beginning um, by making her feel part of the group, uh, taking making sure that she got her rations and, th and things like that. I appreciated that in this episode. Um, uh, I definitely think there's going to be follow-up when it comes to Crosshair. Because um, they kind of hinted at it last time, but even more so in this episode where we're getting, we see more of him. And you get the reminiscing about his gun and things like that. And so I think that long term, we are going to see him make a redemption. Um, and I think that's going to be kind of kind of the way that the, the group's going to focus on is is making that happen. And I think that um, I think that that's Omega is going to be kind of a central part to making that happen. For sure. Ethan, your thoughts? Yeah, I think I definitely think we're going to see him again at some point. Um, I think. I don't know. It, it's hard to tell. I think we're going to see him back to his normal self at some point as to how it's going to go from there. Um, who knows? But I do think his chip will be fixed um, or I guess unfixed um, at some point. Uh, I do. I do want to talk about that point. You're um, you brought up about record though, because I thought yeah. they're kind of trying to like lead us somewhere with that. Like what, well, this is a huge brute and he got his head bumped on a crash landing like they've had this before um so yeah i thought i thought it'd be looked at a little more in the episode but i definitely think there's something going on there just because of how much they focused on it um and how much of a deal he made out of it so who knows that might be the plot point for next episode or um, going forward a bit but i i definitely think there's something something to that so yeah for sure I really think there is as well. So then Crosshair, we see him get out of his scan and they confirm 
that the procedures are, are working and they're making sure that his chip is running at full capacity. And Tarkin, um, he talks to Admiral Rampart. This is our introduction to this character. And this is the Admiral who runs the uh, chain code program that we, we saw uh, last week in episode two. And so he's also brought along his elite squad. And this is the first group of non-clone troopers, their recruits, that are, they're of course, loyal to the Empire. And, and that, the idea of getting non-clone troopers who are loyal to the Empire is something that's, that's really stuck. And I think, I think that, that part of our, our story, it's, it's going to get pushed forward with uh, this entire series. Um, and really when it comes to um, just like expanding on the empire and, and how they're, they're really taking root right now. But anyways, so they talk about replacing the clones with ordinary people all together. And we see Nala say she looks pretty disappointed at that thought. Um, but what do you guys think of this elite squad and, and seeing this set of recruit troopers? Ethan, what do you think? Um, I think we kind of get a different view from Tarkin this episode because he seemed like so against clones, like just existing, like in any shape or form in this. But I think he's actually been um, much more understandable in the fact that he can like admit that clones are, you know, useful and that they are more strategic and, you know, they're better which is why he wants them to kind of lead up the training and command of these uh, groups going forward and how he saw something in that um, compared to just the abilities of one compared to the other in which crosshair is obviously better. Um, so yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting seeing that side and um, I definitely think it makes more sense that we wouldn't see Tarkin in this um, like throughout the rest of the series um, on Kamino. Like he's a much bigger role now um, going into the Empire. So I think seeing um, Rampart go in and now he's on Camino, kind of leading this, it makes a lot more sense. These elite troopers, uh, I think it was kind of interesting just seeing like how good they were like going forward. Like they're not like crazy, crazy, but they're definitely better than like the average, you know, um, just like uh, recruited, you know, soldier. I think it's kind of interesting. And then we got to, um, kind of see their view on things compared to what the Republic did for them and why they're more supportive of the Empire now compared to like what the Republic was or the Separatists. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought it was kind of good just to see all these different views and kind of how everyone's perception of things is changing um, now that the Clone Wars are over. Ryan, your thoughts? Um, I thought that, uh, I think, Nala C, Nala say. I thought the moment I saw that they were uh, hesitant or disappointed in what was happening, I personally think that that's going to be a big part of the arc. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of conflict between them and the Empire because the Empire is coming in with their new recruits, which is, as we, we'll talk about it in a little bit as well, um, which basically makes these clones unnecessary. And so I think that this is going to be the beginning of a longer storyline of some conflict between them. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I could see that too. And um, I think we'll, we'll definitely circle back to this, uh, that whole idea um, towards the end of our breakdown as well. But yeah, moving forward a little bit, we cut back to um, the Bad Batch. And we see that uh, this Ordo Moon Dragon is tearing up their ship. Um, I thought this, this creature was really cool. But it feeds on electricity and energy. And it takes one of their, their ship's parts. And so Hunter and Omega decide that they're going to go out and face it, try to get their part back. Now we cut back to the elite squad and they're being examined by this medical droid. And they talk about, again, here's where their perspective comes into play again. They talk about how the empire has done more for them than the Republic ever has provided them with, with food, um, resources, a home. And, you know, you just get the sense that they, they believe in the empire to an extent and, um, are kind of like buying into the propaganda, which I think we see a little bit of that, like in, in episode two, they don't really know better. And that's, I think what we're seeing as well. So they, they definitely believe in the empire to an extent and believe that they're like on the right side, but did you guys enjoy seeing, you know, their side of things, their perspective? I think we talked a little bit about this, but if you guys want to touch on it anymore. Yeah, first off, um, the scene on the ship, major flashbacks to episode five uh, in Empire when oh, they're yeah. on the asteroid belt. Uh, it felt like almost like a shot for shot remake of uh, the, the Minox because yeah. they had like the same same type of shots and everything like that. So that was, that was a nice little flashback that they had. Um, as regards to the squad, I think that... Um, I did like seeing their kind of their side of viewpoint, how they felt about the Empire versus the Republic. Um, I think, and we'll discuss a little bit later, uh, their viewpoint of it compared to like Crosshairs, we'll see later, is obviously there's some differences. Um, they feel more like just soldiers, and that's just their job, uh, versus we see with Crosshair more um, assassin type of uh, elitist. So I, I felt like they are just kind of just doing what they think they're supposed to be doing uh, versus being like brainwashed into uh, being even uh, more into the Empire. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. Ethan, did you want to add anything? Yeah, kind of like what I said earlier, I think it's nice seeing this transition, but it also kind of adds upon Tarkin's point of why a recruited soldier might be better. Um, and I guess... Yeah, not too much. I think it's just nice seeing a different point of view than we've seen before, especially at this time period in the Empire where it's barely being born. Um, so yeah, I think that's really nice to see. And there's a scene later that I think really encapsulates a lot of it too. Yeah, good points for sure. So Tarkin orders Crosshair now to command and lead the elite squad to go and kill Sagrera and you know, his small band of rebels cut back to Hunter and Omega. They're tracking down the dragon and Omega's kind of talking to him a little bit, um, a little bit of banter here, you know, about Crosshair. Again, it's not, you know, you don't have to be mad at him. It's it's not his true self. And also Hunter, this was interesting as well. Hunter talks about um, 
all their unique abilities when it comes to the Bad Batch. And Omega says that she wants to to learn how to track like Hunter. I thought that was really cool and, and interesting. Again, we're just we're seeing um, really this this dynamic, and uh, I think it's been pretty enjoyable to watch between Hunter and Omega and building on that relationship. But in the transport back with uh, the elite squad, one of the troopers is making fun of Crosshair, saying how clones are, you know, outdated, they're old news, and, you know, it's it's not their time anymore. So you, you start to feel this tension rise in the air, like uh, you kind of just like cut to Crosshair and kind of see him you can tell he's fueled with some anger, but he's not saying anything. Well, then Hunter actually gets knocked out. He passes out from lack of oxygen and Omega puts the mask back on. And now we see again, Omega taking the initiative. She picks up his blaster, goes after um, the dragon. Do you guys think that this is just another hint at really seeing the kind of character that she's going to become and, and really just how special she is because Again, she's putting her life on the line um, for their mission, for their their squad. But um, you know, she she is still really young. But she's taking this initiative. She's stepping up to the plate. Ryan, what do you think? I think that they are going to be setting up, as you mentioned in the beginning, setting up for Crosshair to be coming back. Uh, with her saying to Hunter, "Don't be mad at him." I think that we're going to see down the road some sort of conflict between Hunter and Crosshair. And I, I, I think that Omega is going to step in and and help Crosshair come back. Um, but I like that in this part. It, I, I hope that it'd be good. It'd be a nice little um, overarching storyline to be able to have her be the one that brings him back and help Definitely. that conflict because they had the conflict between them earlier. And so as a conclusion, her helping them solve their issues and him coming back, that would that'd be a nice way for them to package that storyline. Um I was hoping to see a little bit more from Omega uh, power-wise. Uh, I think that we got spoiled a little bit seeing Baby Yoda in the first like handful episodes using yeah. powers. Um, so I, I think that she is going to have some powers down the road, uh, whether what to what extent, whether it's force powers or just um, some sort of extra abilities. I think she's going to have something. But I was hoping for a little bit more from her, um, just to see more inkling of those powers coming through. Um, but I definitely think that she's going to have something uh, to to bring to the to the group, uh, power wise. Yeah, I do too. I think they're just holding back on us a little bit longer. I mean, there's 16 episodes total, so they can kind of play the long game just a little bit, kind of tease us just a little bit. Um, but Ethan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it kind of goes to show how much of a clone she really is. Like, it's kind of in their DNA to go do stuff like that. And um, even like when Hunter woke up, he wasn't like crazy surprised that that happened, you know, like he was kind of just going with it. Um, I think it's a normal thing that probably Cadet would have done. Um, So yeah, I thought it was kind of nice just to see that and those parallels between her just trying to fit in with the group. And it didn't really seem out of place. Like she kind of knew what she was doing. Um, So yeah, it, it was just a good scene. And I think, um, yeah, nothing crazy about it, but I think just kind of seeing what kind of ca- character she is, I think that's the most important thing to really take out of that. 
Yeah, and I feel like it actually validates something that we'll get into here in just a minute. Um, it validates what Crosshair says about how clones are superior because they get the job done. And so, you know, what, back to what Ethan was saying, she's she's definitely showing these qualities of who she really is. So really cool to see. So now Crosshair and the Elite Squad, they engage Saw and his men. Well, actually, Saw, Saw's not there, but they, they engage the Rebels. And I feel like things got dark pretty fast. Uh, really interested in hearing your guys' viewpoints on this scene especially. Crosshair ends up killing the woman that's uh, like the leader in charge of their group. And after they surrender... Uh, he orders the squad to kill the rest of them and they're kind of like standoffish. And again, this goes to show too a little bit more about their viewpoint, because even though we know they're on the wrong side, they don't understand that again, they, they believe that they're fighting for a good cause and they're like, this isn't what we signed up for. You know, we, we did have a mission, but, I'm sure that they thought we can we can take hostages or or whatever someone like that. But Crosshair is like no, like there's only one option, basically. And so Crosshair ends up shooting you know his teammate here, the one that was giving him a hard time back on the transport. And out of fear, the rest of the squad you know they end up complying and they do take out the rest of the rebels. And again, I felt like it was a uh, definitely much more darker tone here that we're getting from this scene. Ethan, what do you think about this scene and, you know, kind of this, this attitude that Crosshair's taken on here. Um, it's also interesting. I think we're in like vibes of like winter soldier, but it's, it's interesting before we get, we get to hear from you how, you know, the story writers are kind of going back and forth. Like is Crosshair going to come back? Or is he really cemented into um, this new life and and his missions with the Empire and being loyal to the Empire? But what are your thoughts? Again, I think this is just something that we haven't really seen before. And um, I'm going to say it's like Stormtrooper, you know, kind of level because these are recruits. Um, Stormtroopers are recruits. Uh, we've never seen yeah. this side come from a trooper of the Empire. Like, they've never had to go and like think about these things. Um, so I think it's kind of nice just to see that because it's obviously not what they signed up for and is interesting, but also kind of what I was mentioning earlier is it kind of goes against Tarkin's point at the same time that these are recruits and they do have loyalty to the empire, but they were not willing to, you know, just follow the orders. Um, unlike Crosshair, who is literally the like program to, to follow them and carry it out. So, um, yeah, I thought it was just a really interesting point and kind of seeing the pros and cons of even Tarkin's plan and um, kind of seeing the holes in it. Because um, you would have thought that due to their loyalty, they would have, um, you know, followed through. But it kind of just reminds you that these are people at the end of the day, kind of like um, just a normal officer or something like that. I think to go back to what we talked about before, these recruits, they were comparing, you know, how it was with the Republic versus now, you know, we're taking, being taken care of. These were just soldiers who were just doing their job. They don't have as much invested in it um, where they're now told, OK, well, you need to kill all these people. They're totally, un you know, 
unused to that, not trained for that, like they're not expecting it. And so their reaction to it is like, no, I'm not going to do this. And so I think with with Crosshair, with his training and um, like his treatments that he's undergoing, I think it's like a form of like brainwashing because he's been saying the same, uh, what do you say, like good soldiers follow orders. He said he yeah. said that like several times over and over. So it's almost like his treatments is like telling him like, this is how you need to do, like be a good soldier, follow the orders. And if people aren't doing that, well, then they're just need to be eliminated. Like he did kill that the other uh, recruit. And so I think that that's setting up for um, maybe some conflicts between the other recruits. We see that they're following them now, but to what extent are they going to be asked to do things when it goes to killing other people? We, you know, we don't know. So um, I kind of like how they're setting that up to, to see that these soldiers are going to be falling in line with Crosshair. Yeah, absolutely. Really interested in seeing more of that too. So Omega ends up finding the dragon. She retrieves the part. She kind of, um, she throws her flashlight over to the dragon as like food for him. And she meets back up with Hunter, completes the mission. It's kind of the end of that. They get back to the ship. Then we cut back over to Kamino, the elite squad. They return. Tarkin tells uh, Rampart that the cloning will continue for a little bit, uh, a little bit longer, but Rampart is going to continue to recruit and train uh, people. And then their end goal is to uh, terminate their contract with Camino uh, and, and making clones. I think this is really the big takeaway that we're going to talk about right now. I want to really pull this apart and hear from you guys, but um, Lamasu explains to Nalsei that the template of Django, it's starting to fade and not produce good quality clones anymore. And so now they're getting to the point where they're desperate and they said that they're going to move into phase three and making a superior clone, but they need a direct source. And so I feel like we can go into all sorts of speculation here, but Ryan, what are your thoughts that, that come to mind? So I think that if, if you are, you know, if they have to keep this contract in place and they need to have the uh, these better clones for the genes, I think that they're going to start... I think while the Empire is searching for the Bad Batch, I think that they are also going to be searching for it because if they need the, these clones' DNA to get better templates, they're going to be after them just as just as bad as the Empire is. And so I don't I don't know if this is the case, but I think that they're going to be after Omega specifically to get the that DNA. I think that's a definite possibility. Um, Ethan, want to hear from you? Also, maybe we can. We can talk a little bit about some other possibilities because I know um, bringing Galen Merrick into canon is like a running theory right now online, and um, you know also known as Star Killer from the Force Unleashed video games. Really great story, by the way. Um, so I think there's a possibility there, and then also, like I mentioned, I think that they could tie things together with. Um, what they've set up in Mandalorian already with taking Grogu's blood. And we know that 
it has to do something like with the emperor probably and and with his his clones specifically but yeah what are your thoughts and what do you think are some other possibilities well i kind of liked ryan's idea of maybe um the you know Nase and uh, Lama Su are going to be kind of going after the Bad Batch on their own terms as well. I think that would be kind of cool because imagine if we got to see like uh, Captain Cody or something like that or like another group kind of going after them. I think that would be cool to see. Um, but yeah, I think going to the whole Starkiller thing, Starkiller, his backstory is very much related with cloning and all of that, but also being force sensitive at the same time. Yeah, super cool character. It's kind of like a force sensitive clone of some sorts. Um, and so that's kind of where a lot of speculation towards Omega even being um, force sensitive is also possible because because of him, we've seen it before. So bringing him into canon would be really interesting and probably help that theory go along a bit more. I don't really know where they can go with this. Um, there's a lot of cloning kind of being talked about and we know it exists, but it's not really been delved, dived into too much. We know Palpatine was a clone in, you know, the sequels. So uh, to some extent, um, so cloning's had a big part within this whole saga, but it's kind of difficult to say where they're going to go with it. Um, but I definitely think Omega is going to be, a much bigger part of this going forward just because she is a newer clone. She's obviously much different from the rest of them. Um, like the fact that you can't tell what her, you know, mutation is just by looking at her. Um, you, that's kind of how you can sense, you know, something's different. So um, I think going forward in the series, I think Omega is going to be the main one that's kind of prioritized throughout um, when thinking about who's going to be the next clone and everything. Um, but it's also hard to um, tell because Nalase was the one that got her out of Camino, so why would she be going back after her now? Um, so who knows? We'll, we'll have to see, but I do think this kind of just puts a bigger importance on Omega as a character and how much value she'll have towards the Empire. Ryan, did you have anything else you wanted to add? You mentioned about Palpatine. I don't know if they're going to do it with this show or something else. I think they, that Disney will probably want to fill the gap in between where we have on the original trilogy and then in the last movie, all of a sudden, oh, no, he had clones. I think that there's a, a large gap in there in that storyline. So whether they kind of start that in this series, kind of start a little bit of a beginning storyline of that, maybe later in the season, um, kind of as a, a finishing up of the season, after they maybe finish the storyline with Omega, maybe have like an, a start of that to get to that point. Um, I don't think they're going to do it yet, but maybe they'll start start that process with this just because we are talking about cloning so much in this in this series. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we talked a little bit about this on our live show. So, you know, for our viewers, listeners, you guys can go check out our live show on the channel as well. But uh, from Wednesday, but cloning has been something that has been a big deal, especially in Legends. And really that, specifically that idea with um, with Palpatine cloning himself has been a big deal in the saga. So really cool to see that. But all right, I think that we can move on. So Crosshair, he gets to his quarters and 
he looks at those markings on the wall. We really get the impression that he misses his brothers and there's still hope for him getting back to his normal self, which I thought was really interesting, especially after that really dark scene that we, we just saw with him taking out the rebels. But there's definitely still some good in there and there's a way back for him. But then we cut over to the Bad Batch. We see that Wrecker makes a room because, you know, they're running low on space and everything, but he took the time to make a special room for Omega and just really um, confirm that she's, you know, part of part of the group and part of the family. So that was kind of a nice moment as well to, to close on and, and end our story for this week's episode. But yeah, guys, tell me your final thoughts on, on this episode, these two scenes here. Again, I definitely think this is a slower episode, but I do think there's a lot of um, good things to, to bring from it. I think we get a lot of scenes that we've never really seen in Star Wars before. Um, but also, I think it leaves a lot open for the possibilities um, going forward um, with exploring cloning and just the future of the Empire in general. Uh, so I think for being such a short episode, you get a lot from them. Um, this is the funny thing that it's been like this with Clone Wars the entire time is what this is a 27 minute episode. It was even shorter than the last, but um, we can sit here and still pull a lot from it. And um, there's a lot of things that I think we can look forward to even just looking back at this episode. Um, so, yeah, I think it was really good. Um, we kind of got to tie back in with Crosshair and everything going on in Camino. And I think that was the main thing that we can take from this episode. So. Yeah, I think going forward, I think things are going to start ramping up after after this and uh, start progressing the story much more next week. Yeah, Ryan, any final thoughts and any predictions maybe as we start to wrap things up? Yeah, final thoughts. Um, I definitely do think it was a little bit of a filler episode, but like Ethan said, I think that this set up a lot more storylines to, to come about. Um, I think they're moving things into... Uh, more conflicts and whereas we can see those start to uh, develop. Um, I liked, I appreciated how um, the relationship is being seen more and more between Omega and the rest of the the group, uh, especially with Wrecker. Um, And so I think that they're going to keep doing that as well, where they develop uh, the the tightness of the group um, so that we have them as one official group. Um, And then with Crosshair, we see in the ending how I feel like there's a part of him that, you know, misses the the group. And so I think I feel there's going to be some conflict uh, internally with him in pursuing them. But also uh, he has some loyalty to them in in the in the back of his mind. And so I think that they're going to go over that a little bit as well. Um, And so, yeah, I, I feel like it's basically the Bad Batch is they're on the run. And I feel like we're going to get the Empire that's after him, um, and the Kaminoans after them, I feel like that's going to be, you know, basically a hot pursuit situation. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I, I still really enjoyed this episode, even though, um, a lot of it was kind of slower paced and, you know, we talk about it so much, but the character development I think is great. And I was thinking too about, I mean, we have some, you know, knowledge because of these characters, because we've watched, you know, Clone Wars, or at least the, the essential moments, um, even 
for Ryan yourself, you know, watch those key moments in Clone Wars that relate to the Bad Batch. But I was just thinking about people that are coming into the show brand new. I feel like it's not even a necessity. They'll get the reward from from seeing the Clone Wars and it'll be more enjoyable. But I, I think that it's still very possible for newcomers to, to watch this show and to get invested into these characters because even with the the knowledge that we have from them in the Clone Wars, it's still not a lot of knowledge and they're really expanding upon all of their story and making us really care about their characters and who they are and their relationship, like as this close knit family. And I think that's, that's really going to be um, the, the takeaway when it comes to like the end of the entire series is them and, and the story about these six clones that are family. So that's what I really enjoy about it so far. And again, I'm, I'm really interested and looking forward to what they can do. You know, Dave Filoni obviously has his hands in this as well as Mandalorian and the Ahsoka series as well. But just that, you know, the concept with the, with the clones and having that tie in, I think is really interesting. It's a little bit more um, like, sciencey not so much fantasy but I, star wars has always kind of been a mixture of both and so um it's definitely really interesting and really really great to see how they're they're tying all this into the other movies and other shows that are to come on disney plus but yeah guys i think that pretty much covers our breakdown for tonight let's close things out here ryan it was great to have you on the show yeah, You're welcome sure. welcome anytime yeah. hope you'll come back soon yeah, I had a great time. Well, all right, guys. Continue to support us here on the channel. Leave us a like. Leave us a comment. Again, let us know how you enjoyed this episode. And really want to hear from you guys about your predictions going forward and your thoughts on you know the cloning and the things that are going on here, the possibilities of, of this Phase 3, what it could mean for the story going forward. Let us know down in the comments. But we'll be back next Wednesday for our live show here on the channel. We do a live stream on Wednesdays, everything nerdy. And, you know, it's, it's really kind of what the audience wants it to be, as well as some topics that we take away from entertainment news that's going on. And then next weekend, we'll put out our episode four review for Bad Batch. Yeah. So, Ethan, is it, was there anything else that I missed? No, I think I think that's pretty much it. Um, we might be doing some more videos um, going forward, just kind of random times in the week. It's going to mainly be some short form videos, just, just so you can watch them quick. So we have something going on throughout the week. So that'd be nice. Um, we already have one out now, and it's kind of going over um, some Palpatine stuff and Skywalker heritage, and it actually turned out pretty good. So um yeah go check it out if you want a sh shorter video um those will be there at random points yeah absolutely well all right guys thanks a lot for being on the show today and helping us with the breakdown and thank you again to our viewers and our listeners both here on youtube spotify apple podcast everywhere we appreciate you guys and we will see you guys next time